At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's our pleasure to uh, welcome in a gentleman who was kind enough to join us for the BetCast. Last year, he is part of the BetCast crew with us this year. It's our second annual appearance together. He's also the host, of course, of Betting Across America each and every weekday here on the network. Former NFL player and a national champion at the University of Colorado, it's Mike Pritchard. How you doing, Pritch? I'm doing great, fellas. How you guys doing? Doing very well. Let me just ask you this because we didn't get a chance to talk about last weekend. Is that the greatest weekend of football you've ever seen? Greatest day on Sunday? Oh, Hands down, hands down. I was trying to remember, even as a player, you know, what could have topped that. Uh, we did have a Hail Mary game over San Francisco. We we swept them my rookie year. Uh, Michael Haynes caught the pass from Billy Joe Tolliver for Hail Mary. So uh, outside of that, I, I can't think of anything more exciting than what we witnessed last week. That was incredible. Pritch, when we take a look at at those results last week, you know, a draining game, you know, uh, tons of plays run by Kansas City. Uh, Defense was on the field for a ton, obviously, since they were going back and forth with a shootout. They play overtime, et cetera, et cetera. How does a game like that as a player carry over? I mean, on on a week where, you know, you're and then you get the you know, the emotional high of winning that game in the fashion that you did and everything like that. Is that a is that one of those things that we should be thinking about here is the, the lingering effect from that game on the Chiefs? You know, I consider that, Matt. I, I think uh, when you look at the Chiefs, though, this is their fourth straight AFC conference championship game. They played a lot of football, highly familiar with with being in this situation. Um, so I don't, I don't think so. I, I think they're going to be fresh. I, I think they're going to be right mentally. Uh, I think they truly believe that the um, Super Bowl, the road to the Super Bowl goes to their home. Uh, and that's been their goal all the time. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, I, I don't think there's going to be lingering effects uh, right there for the Chiefs. And Pritch, we just talked about uh, a couple segments ago about how, you know, the, the myth of it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. Actually, the stats don't bear that out since the merger in 1970. 14 out of 22 times, mm-hmm. the team that won the first two did win the third. Now, not all of them were road teams. Not all of them were dogs in the position to win that third game. But I'm just curious from your perspective as a former player, do you think there is a sort of ownage thing happening in the minds of the Niners that makes them that much more uh, confident in this? And, and confident not just, you know, in this figurative way on the field, but the fact that whatever their game planning is just that good against this opponent. 
You know, Gil, there is an edge that way, uh, in particular for Jimmy G. Uh, Garoppolo, he has not played well in the playoffs. We know that. Uh, his teammates are defending him right now with his winning percentage as a quarterback for their football team because they're getting questions about the fact that he hasn't played that well in the playoffs. And, and so from the viewpoint of a player needing confidence, which I think Jimmy G does, he needs confidence right now, certainly. Um, playing a familiar opponent will give you that confidence. So playing the Rams and knowing that you've had success against the Rams. If you're Jimmy D, I think he's got to feel amped up and ready to go in this game uh, because he's been there and done it. In fact, he did it a few weeks ago uh, when they came back uh, from behind and got themselves in the playoffs by beating the Rams. So I, I think it's going to be beneficial for that particular player, to be honest with you. But on the other side of that, you got the Rams playing great football and, and certainly using the fact that the 49ers are their arch enemy right now and, and they have to go through them certainly uh, to get to the Super Bowl. So let's take a look at uh, these games, just uh, how you think they might go from a betting standpoint. We do have, as right now, a second seven and a half has shown up uh, rest of country. There's one at MGM. Now there's one at Rivers, seven everywhere else, and a total of 54 and a half. The total is kind of telling us that we might see a game a little bit like we saw last week, right? I mean, like we might see a, a lot of offense like we saw with the Chiefs and the Bills. But, um, you know, this spread obviously not anywhere close to what we saw last week. Do you think with the way that Cincinnati's offense has played over the last six weeks of the season, even dating back a little bit further than that, where they started to go more pass-heavy and quit being so run-centric, has the firepower to to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Well, you know, it's funny, Matt, because I think um, Cincinnati is going to have to run the football in order to set up what they want to do with the passing game. Uh, every time, Everything that Cincinnati has done uh, throwing the football, certainly Joe Burrow first, but you, you give up nine sacks, and, and you, that has to get your attention, right? Uh, you cannot allow Kansas City's defensive front with Jones and Clark and, and Ingram to just tee off on Joe Burrow. I mean, that, that's going to be a lot. And, and certainly I think Cincinnati alluded to that with their coaching comments, that they lost one-on-one matchups. So certainly they're aware of that. I expect them to run the football uh, to try to set up the passing game. They need play action against Kansas City. Uh, and also you need to keep Mahomes off, the, off to the sideline if you can. Uh, and certainly I look for Cincinnati to run the football a little bit more, but also uh, the short passing game with the screen game. Uh, I was looking at mixing props uh, to see if anything was attractive uh, from that standpoint uh, and, and also helping out Burrow. But Jamar Chase is the guy to focus on for me. Um, if he can have a great game again against Kansas City, I think the Bengals have a great chance of stick, sticking with Kansas City. The Chiefs, they just have so much offense. And uh, every situation is accounted for. Red zone, third down, third down and long, third down and short. Uh, so certainly, uh, to me, Cincinnati is going to have to play, bring their A game uh, and, and certainly use all those players out there at their disposal for Joe Burrow. And as far as the Rams and Niners, still remains three and a half in favor of the homestanding Rams. Your thoughts there, how you're betting that? Well, I, I'm hoping for three, to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm going to get it, though, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, really like, I really like the Rams and how they're playing. Um, I think defensively, they're executing on all cylinders. You can't block Donald. Uh, I think Von Miller has elevated his play. You're talking about Hall of Famers right there. Uh, so it is really incredible what's happening right there, as well as Matthew Stafford elevating his game, too. Uh, so for San Francisco, 
I mean, they do the same thing, but they execute perfectly. They're flawless with their execution offensively. I'm curious about their matchups defensively, though, against the Rams, now that the Rams have Odell Beckham Jr. involved in a game plan, uh, as well as what we know Cooper Cup is uh, capable of. Uh, Higby is another guy. I was looking at his props uh, as well. But both of these teams, they mimic each other. They're identical. Uh, to me, it's all about matchups, and I think the Rams have more favorable matchups uh, than San Francisco does. Perch, what team do you think can withstand the most mistakes in out of the four that are remaining? Because, you know, it's, it's very easy to sit here and say, like, well, as long as Jimmy G doesn't throw, you know, some of these floating passes and give the Ram a chance to pick him off and et cetera, et cetera. Matthew Stafford with his 17 interceptions on the season. Uh, of course, earlier on in the season, not not really towards the end of the season, but, you know, Mahomes was kind of, kind of careless with the ball there for a while. There's all the sacks with Burrow. Now he did well not fumbling last week, but it, is that fumble luck going to continue for them? W- which one of these teams do you think is built best to kind of withstand some adversity in, in, in these games? You know, man, I was just looking at that, to be honest with you, because I think that's a great point to bring up. Um, from a mistake standpoint, you've got the rematch of the 49ers and the Rams. Uh, you got both coaches that have been in Super Bowls. They're going to have their teams ready to go. Uh, they're veteran teams as well. So I don't expect tightness uh, in the Rams and the 49ers matchup. I think, again, highly familiar with each other. Uh, so if you look for mistakes, I mean, obviously the young team with the Bengals, but they're so mature. I mean, Joe Burrow in his second year, he's 25 years old, uh, and that offense has done something that hasn't been done in the history of the game in terms of their two wide receivers are running back and Joe Burrow having the years that they had. I, I, they're the least penalized team, too. I, I, it's a hard call. But then I look at possessions. I really boiled games down to possessions, kind of like basketball. Uh, and in the playoff game, you know, you're looking at the Bengals that had 12 possessions, and we count for the sacks, but yet, They had enough plays and possessions to win the game. The Chiefs, even in overtime or, you know, the game that they had against the Buffalo Bills, they only had 11 possessions, uh, which is incredible to think about the amount of production that the Chiefs were able to generate with 11 possessions. Uh, And then the 49ers, you know, they haven't produced a lot of points offensively. I think two total touchdowns in the playoffs. And then they had nine total drives. Uh, against Green Bay, which that's not going to cut it against the Rams, who had 15 possessions against Tampa. So, to me, to answer your question, I mean, the 49ers, I, I don't believe they could afford mistakes. I'm talking about fumbles and certainly a Jimmy G interception, which we've seen as of late. It's the old Bill Parcells when he had Jeff Hostetler as a starting quarterback shortening the game uh, strategy that worked so well for the Giants back in the uh, mid to late 80s. Uh, Last thing here, because we only have a minute left, Rich, which is some things we get to bet on. Uh, DraftKings has had these up and down as where folks are going to end up as head coaches. We get to bet on those sorts of props. And I'm curious from your perspective as someone who played the game and has a keener eye than we do, first of all, who do you believe, who have you been impressed by either offensively or defensively as someone who deserves a head coaching job? And is there anyone that you feel, based on some of your connections, that you feel is ultimately going to get matched with a certain job? Well, I'm looking at Minnesota, and now that Quazy is out there, Adolfo Mensa, because I, I, you know, there's a groundswell for Eric the Enemy to actually finally get a head coaching job, which everybody knows uh, he's my teammate, uh, he's my brother, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think he's so deserving of a shot. Uh, I don't know where he'll get a chance, though. 
Uh, and then on the other side, I think Dave Ball really has carved out a path to be a, a head coach somewhere as well. Okay. Mike Pritchard, everybody, host of Betting Across America here on the network. Mike, look forward to having fun with you in a couple weeks, man, on the BetCast. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, guys. Cannot wait for that. We look forward to it. Mike Pritchard, everybody, uh, national champion at the University of Colorado and uh, played in the NFL. I believe was a top 10 pick in the NFL, if I'm he not was. mistaken. Seventh yeah, overall Seventh overall. Seventh overall. Falcons. Back in the day. So, I mean, a man who knows of what he speaks on that. That was an interesting answer about Biennemi there at the end. Because they are, they were teammates at Colorado. Yeah, played first together of all. in college. Yep. Yeah, and as he calls him, he calls him his brother more than just his friend. But you wonder all these times the enemy's had all these years and all these uh, opportunities. Maybe this is finally that time. Hey, Gil. Yes, sir. Go. Yeah. Estados Unidos. <laughs> One nil USA over the powerhouse that is El Salvador. Coming back, Beast's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on Primetime Action, live from the South Point. Gil, Matt, and Kelly hanging out. You know, just talking football, talking other sports. 1 0 USA World Cup Quali 2022 uh, over El Salvador. And that's usually insurmountable. So we'll see soccer tour as uh, sort of backed off now. Here are your CONCACAF standings. Just wanted to say CONCACAF. That's right. We had to pull, pull them together. Mm-hmm. All right. Top three automatically qualify for the World Cup. Mm. Fourth one has to go then play like another side tournament or something. So this is big for the United States because otherwise they would be in uh, peril. Yeah. Mexico and Panama right being right below them. Canada right on top of them. So that's Pl- big. Plenty of games left, though. I believe they play each of these teams twice. It's not going so well for Honduras. Yeah, it's rough. it's rough in the soccer program there yeah. right now. Yeah, it's not going ever so since well the coach this. left, they've really been struggling to attract the right players. To that, the team. Is that what's been going on yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Carr on a numbers game tomorrow <laughs> to talk about this. I'm sure. Um, what about next year? NFL never too early. Well, actually, let's do this question first because this dovetails nicely into the odds. Right. This is uh, this is a tweet. This is from uh, Fadi Bahura, friend of show, friend of network. Always love hearing from Fadi. Uh, he said, given the playoff results so far, do you guys think differently now about who really should win coach of the year? And I get the focus on the regular season thing. Well, yes, if, if again, for me, if those regular season markets 
still believe that Matt LaFleur, even when it was going on, I was like, how is Matt LaFleur either the favorite, you know, the short shot, or among the short shots to win Coach of the Year? He has Aaron Rodgers. What Mike Vrabel and what Zach Taylor did was far more impressive, not only to me, I think, but to most people. And now that comes home after the playoffs that much more clearly. Yeah, and, and, you know, look, I think that, Whenever it's it's all said and done with all this, I mean, it was we were in here predicting what we thought were going to happen in these in these various divisions, and the only reason some of us and and we would have changed it from a preseason, the only reason we took an alternative team in that division was because we thought Aaron Rodgers might not be there. If Aaron Rodgers was there, we all would have picked the Packers. Yeah. We all would have gone with the Packers because it was the obvious yep. choice there, and so you know. I understand. Yes, they were good. They were probably better than people even thought. But they they won a division that everyone was going to pick them to win, as it was anyway, with one of the historically great, probably, you know, again, MVP again this year, et cetera, et cetera, as to where one of these teams – the coach was able to to coach through a a ton of injuries and some some, – and certainly some some COVID issues as well. And then the other one took a team that was was projected to finish last in their division – and not only took them to, which again, the, the voting's done by now, but still, I mean, not only took them from last to first place to winning the division, but has now taken them into a conference championship game. So, I mean, I think it's, I, I, the gap is not even close to me. Right, yeah, like, no. like, it's like, it's yeah. like those, like, it's like a gigantic, gigantic difference between like those two and then everybody else. Yeah. I, and also, you know, that's what makes the Nathaniel Hackett hiring at Denver so interesting because, okay. Did they hire him because they want to get Aaron Rodgers? Like, was that their angle for hiring him? Or do they legitimate, and I would hope that's not the only thing, right? I would hope they would legitimately feel like Nathaniel Hackett is this great offensive offensive mind. And though Hackett did have a year with the Jaguars that went well, they had a great defense that year too, thankfully he has that because otherwise you could say the same thing about him, which is like, well, he had Aaron Rodgers for three years. So I mean, I I mean, I, in my opinion, if there, if it was if we were to the playoffs in into this market, it's it's answered itself. It's yes. Zach Taylor, right? Right. I mean, it, it, this is the guy that, like you said, Matt. I mean, they're predicted to finish last in division, win the division, go out, and then the three the three short shots are Lafleur, Vrabel, and him. He beats they beats Vrabel. I mean, it's kind of worked itself out. The other two are out already. They had first round buys and they're gone. He's in an AFC championship game. I mean, if we if we factored the playoffs in, I think it's the results we know it's Zach Taylor. Yeah, he's I gonna win. I wouldn't be as definitive, but I hope he wins. Yeah. I hope he wins. At this but, point, I think I I, I I I mean it was a short shot anyway, but I, I, I think, you know, again, I the narrative I think is just better, right? It's the it's the the worst of first thing is is they beat expectations by the most. It's like Tom Thibodeau in the NBA. Ultimately, the Knicks beat expectations in a season mm-hmm. win total market by the most. We deal in the world of sports betting, so none of that should be out. Either one of them should be outrageous to us, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, I mean, not even worst of first, but like worst of first in a division that we would have considered one oh. of the tougher ones I in had the NFL. The, I had a team in their division in the AFC Championship game. Right, exactly. You know? exactly. I, mean, like, yeah. like, I mean, if that tells you anything. I mean, yeah. I, I think we all would have, almost everybody on the planet, but all of yeah. us, all three of us in here would have said the NFC West was the best division in football heading into the year. But where where would have AFC North ranked? If the Steelers get Second or third? If the Steelers get any kind of quarterback... How difficult is that division to handicap? It's the craziest. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be the craziest thing. for Because, like, I want to say, oh, 
Cincinnati because you assume that they're going to spend yeah, all their though. cap money on offensive linemen and and use at least one of their first two picks on offensive linemen. And then everything else from that is pretty much gravy, right? I mean, the offensive side of the ball is taken care of. And then you add just a couple more pieces on the defensive side. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just gravy and golden. But like you just said, so you, you, the Browns aren't going to have as bad injury luck you would think three years in a row. I mean, this is this is. You would have said they weren't going to have as bad injury luck this year. Baltimore's not going to lose every game at the buzzer. They're not, right? and and Lamar's not going to be out for right. for whatever it was. Five ended up being, I think, it's four or five games or something like that. One with COVID and a few with injuries. So, like that is going to be the division from hell. Yes, like it's going to be the division from hell. Think about. I brought this up yet, uh, this morning on a, on a numbers game. Think about if you if you power ranked quarterbacks in the AFC, and this is before Aaron Rodgers may or may not come to the AFC. But you've got Mahomes on one tier. Then you have the Herbert Burrow Allen tier, right? Mm-hmm. That's four. May, it, maybe Lamar is right there, too. I don't know. Let's just say he's, he's right below that. That's five of, four, of, of 16 teams already. That's before you get to an Aaron Rodgers who could come into the conference. And it doesn't even include guys like Tua, Derek Carr, Carr. Yep. Who, are, who are not bottom Half or right. they're certainly not right. bottom third NFL quarterbacks. The power, the power, the balance of power in that conference with quarterbacks is unbelievable. How that yeah. has turned, and especially now if Brady retires and Rodgers moves to that conference, be ridiculous. And you know what? What type of year two leap does does Mac Jones and and and, and Mac Jones and, and, and Trevor Lawrence? Right. Like, they, what type of year two leap do they take? I mean, yeah, it is Ryan Tannehill. I know he had a terrible game. He doesn't suck, right? right? So it's like the, there's a lot of great qu- – and that's why if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, you're like, oh, we better get somebody. You can't be content with Mason Rudolph. No. They're, they're playing – I think that's the only thing they could say because, like, if they can't get the guy that they want, yeah. they have to be like, oh, no, we love Mason Rudolph like, or whatever. But it's they have to know. They have to know. It also makes teams like – like you just brought up Trevor Lawrence. It makes teams like them and Zach Wilson with the Jets really have to pray that their guy is mm-hmm. great because – there's no, there's no room for error, None. man. You might be. It's like a decade staring these other quarterbacks in the face. Here are the odds to win the 2023 Super Bowl. Never too early to talk about next year. No surprise, the Chiefs and the Bills seven to one, eight to one. The Bucks are ten to one. That assumes Tom Brady, and you know what they say about assuming. Yes, it's not good. Rams eleven to one. Packers. <laughs> you know what they say about assuming. Not good. Please don't bet the Packers. They're twelve to one. Cowboys fourteen to one. Niners fourteen to one. Bengals with Burrow at fourteen to one. There are the Ravens. The aforementioned Ravens eighteen to one. And the Broncos, I guess, anticipating somebody at quarterback at eighteen to one. So did you see the note I put in there? The, the whole reason I wanted to talk about this because they opened these Broncos thirty-five to one, moved all the way down to eighteen to one just on the announcement of them hiring a, a, a coach that maybe Aaron Rodgers exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that and that. Yeah. Well, it's like Gil said. So two of those unbettable Bucks and Packers. Because here's the thing: the number can only get worse. Right. It's not going to get better for you. So just like I mean, like it, well, when I say worse, like can only get longer. So if you actually really like those teams, no matter what who the quarterback is, then just wait because it's it's either going to stay the same or it's going to get more favorable for you um, a- along the way. I think the one I guess that that really is intriguing to me strictly because of and again we're. We're making assumptions, and, and what happens when you assume, Gil? Oh, it's not good. things things yeah. turn out differently sometimes. It, I believe it, is the expression the, for you and me. The for you and me. We That's assume, right. <laughs> we assume, 
and we're assuming, but we, we, we assume the Colts are going to also be in the quarterback market. 28 to one on them is the only one I think that is, is at least fairly interesting to me because if they made a splash at quarterback, that number is going to get, get beaten up pretty good. Yeah. Notice I didn't mention Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield in that group. Yes. I mean, Baker Mayfield, we didn't mention here's what's noteworthy. And this dovetails nicely to what we were just talking about with quarterbacks. There's 16 teams. We just posted on that graphic. Six of them are in the NFC and two of them are the bucks in the pack. So legitimately they could fly (laughs) away too. And you would literally only have four NFC teams in the top, you know, that is incredible. 14. Ooh. It's never, I mean, it's never been that imbalanced. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's hard to think. And the hard thing about even even taking a position on the 49ers is just that it might be Trey Lance. And you don't have any idea what, if he's any good or not. I forgot all about Trey Lance. You don't know. That's right. You have no idea. No idea whatsoever. If you're the Cowboys, you got to be pretty, feeling pretty good about yourself in the NFC right now. That's for sure. We'll come back. VEASAN's primetime action. We'll talk some uh, high-low specials of the championship games next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcasts and get beating the book with me, Gil Alexander. Had a Megapod today with Dr. Bob or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we got Hardwood Handicappers of the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, The Wide World of Wine Garden, and many more. They're all free. And available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. When is uh, when's y'all's podcast starting? You know that podcast that y'all are doing? Yeah, soon. 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 We just got to keep building up second place finishes in every golf tournament to really build the antis- anticipation. Well, and we'll talk about that a little later, but yeah. I, have a, I have a real good shot at that <laughs> this week. Let me tell you something. If you don't win, I, I, y'all might not see me on Monday. You might not see me. There's no way. Two of the greatest players in the world are tied for the lead. You have Rob and Justin Thomas. I've watched almost almost all the coverage of the first two days. I'm giving you a 91% chance that you're getting home. I've got, I run it through my model. I got a 93.4%. 93.4? Yeah. yeah. See, Gill's even got it higher. Yeah. So, so good. It, it, we're joking about it, but so the, the, win, the win equity on those two guys, according to Data Golf, is 40% on Rom and 29% on Thomas. So I win this tournament 69% yeah, it, of the time. It's, it's higher. It's, it's, it should be even higher than that. <laughs> I win this tournament 69% of the time and watch. I'm going to walk in here on Monday and I'm going to be like, happened again, boys. Happened again. Uh, we're going to talk fun. about I know we're talking about this later, but yeah. we might as well hear. So Thomas and Rom, halfway through, remember, it's the weird Wednesday through Saturday tournament. Halfway through, Farmer Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Rom and Thomas are tied with the great Adam Shank, <laughs> both at 13 under. Shank shot a 62 today. Good gracious. He, he hit, what was it, eight, eight birdies straight in a row, birdies. Hit four of 14 fairways. Do you know how difficult it is to make that many birdies in a row when you're off the fairway that often? Wow. He only hit four of 14? Four of 14 fairways. <laughs> wow. Well, the, the, Adam Shank, should was, I assume then that he he went to, he that he birdied every par three and birdied those four? He putted very well. Yeah. That, that yes, yes. Uh, don't don't take my you know. Just, I'm just 
Gessen. Adam Shank, who ha- happened to be number nine, ninth in my 36-hole bottle. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really look at him very hard. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Cameron Tringale is one back, and Peter Minotti is two back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everyone in on a secret. There's a reason he's still 16-1. to one. Yeah. And that's because they head back to the south course for the next two rounds. And uh, he ain't going 10 under. Yeah, he didn't go 10 under on that he one. He ain't going 10 under on that course. <laughs> like, it was, look, the north course is just like we said. It was way easier this year than it has been even, even the other years. Like, it was exponentially easier. I imagine... John Rommel has something to say about that as well because he doesn't like these birdie fest courses and doesn't like all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he took advantage of it today. JT took advantage of it, of course. Shank took advantage of it today. But they head back to the tougher course tomorrow. The cream will rise to the top. The only problem is, is there are some other guys lurking. I mean, you know, Jason Day's there. You got Sung Jay still there. Ryan Palmer, who's been around. Billy Horschel's still around. So, I mean, there, there are guys that can make a, make a move. So, I'm uh, not counting the money. I'll put it that way. I have four guys in the top 16, 17. <laughs> top, four guys in the top 17, I feel like I have no chance whatsoever. By the way, the one and done implications here is that Tony Finau missed the cut. So missed both cut. me and Kelly are toast on yeah. this one. And Matt had Rom, which means, and I have the huge lead going into this week, which means that Matt is going to gain massive ground, which means, Kelly, that you're buying us dinner at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, through three tournaments, I, have, yeah. I think I have more money in my pocket right now than I have in the one and done uh, situation. <laughs> You have $35,000 in your pocket? And wow. No, that, and man, also, that's how much they make. And also, sorry, uh, Justin Spieth for me. Uh, Justin Spieth. I mean, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Uh, <laughs> me, me bringing up the uh, the whole cut streak thing because uh, I jinxed you, apparently. Oh, yeah. Jinxed you, <laughs> jinxed you, apparently. He had a rough one today. But hey, like, like Max Homa tweeted, it's the first time he's ever missed a cut on a Thursday. Okay? Yeah. Spieth went six that's over today. Six over. Oh man, we had Sam Sam Burns and Tony Finau. They completely lost it today. That was ugly. Yeah, there we have it. How about some other updates here? NBA action right now. We're at the half in Philly. Sixers lead the Lakers fifty-four to forty-eight. Anthony Davis with a monster first half. He's got twenty-three points, two blocks, five rebounds for the Lakers. LeBron James out tonight. Um, let's see, Westbrook's got seven for them. Joel Embiid, 13 points, six rebounds, four assists. I just saw him absolutely manhandle Anthony Davis on a play down low. Um, over on the ice, we got a bunch of games in action. The Kings on top of the Islanders, one to nothing, 20 seconds left in the second period. Uh, live numbers just went off the board. Blue Jackets up on the Rangers, 4-2, to 130 remaining in the second period. If you wanted to hop in live, Blue Jackets minus 650. The Rangers are plus 400 live. The live total set at 8.5. Uh, Panthers up on the Golden Knights, 2-1, to 40 seconds remaining in the second period. Panthers minus 475. Golden Knights plus 310, 5.5. You're live. Total. Ducks up on the Canadiens, 5-2, 3.5 minutes left in the second period of that one. Hurricanes and Senators, 1-1, 2-19 left in the second period. Hurricanes minus 160, Senators plus 120. Total set at five, shaded to the under. Kraken and Penguins, nil-nil. Oh. Nil-nil for you, Maddie. Second intermission there. Pen- Second intermission? Yep. I'm getting in on the Penguins. They are uh, <laughs> they are minus 285. Oh, on That's the money line? We're, yeah. Still. Shop around. That's How is that possible? How is it a scoreless game and they're minus 285? And they were pre-flop minus 340. That hasn't moved much. 
Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know they that's were that. That's not fun. Out. I thought we'd get like a 175 maybe was, or whatever. Like, yeah, no, you think. No. You want to know why? Because the Kraken are terrible, <laughs> and everybody knows it. Lightning, Even the algorithms know it. Lightning 2, Devils 1. One minute left in the second period of that game. The Lightning are minus 1,200. Devils plus 600. Five and a half your live total. Blues on top of the Flames, 2-1. to one, Five and a half minutes left in the first period. Blues minus 310. Flames plus 220. Live total set at 8. Canucks and Jets, one apiece, three and a half minutes left in the first period. Jets minus 185 live. Canucks plus 140, six and a half. Your live total. And college basketball, one top 25 game going on right now. Minnesota on top of Ohio State, 29 to 27. 230 remaining in the first half. Uh, live numbers off the board, Curly. All right, let's take a look at these uh, two little props, prop-a-doodles for this week in the NFL for championship weekend before we uh, go to break and bring in Wes Reynolds here, the glue that holds this whole operation together. Highest scoring team Sunday, Chiefs, Rams, Bengals, Niners, in that order, Chiefs minus 120, Rams plus 350, Bengals plus 450, and the Niners 6-1, to one, and that should correspond with their team totals. You wouldn't bet this, would you? No. I wouldn't either. It would all, I, I mean, yeah. the only the only play I think would be the the 450 on Cincinnati. Just like it gets into a complete, just back. We get another Bills mm-hmm. Chiefs. And yeah, they get, shoot out and they end and they up get on last top. possession. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they just get they get the last possession. But I mean, I, even at 450, I don't think that that's anything I'm I'm incredibly interested in. I think we all agree that the Rams and 49ers most likely plays much lower scoring than than that one. Yep. And here yeah, we- I would I would probably have the odds though about similar on the Rams and Bengals because of what you're saying. I think that they're I, I think we're going to see a much higher scoring game than the Chiefs Bengals game, and you're right, probably even lower than we've nor or, or even used to in seeing some of these Rams games recently. Here's the uh, the inverse of that: the odds to have the lowest scoring team on Sunday. This won't surprise anybody. Top to bottom, 49ers <laughs> plus 150, Bengals plus 225, Rams plus 275, Chiefs eight to one. How about the bet being both both bets being the Bengals in this one? Yeah, no. Like they either get in this shootout and and whatever, or they can't find, like can't get anything going at all. Can't just get, literally just can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then whatever, like it's like the bet would be both of them. I think. I think you're right. I think that's you know? the correct answer. The uh, it should be noted the Packers were the least, you know, scored the fewest points last week. That was a long shot, if not the longest. I guess. I, I think it, it was nine to one. I think yeah. it was set at. And then also, you remember the, even these we're, we're looking at week to week, but they post them for the the entirety of the playoffs. Too. So oh, I mean, they did. Yeah, yeah, you could have taken Packers or Titans, who you know were massive favorites in some of these. We'll talk um, to uh, Johnny Avello a little later on from DraftKings. Get his perspective on things. Uh, not to mention, obviously, betting and football, golf, beyond. But not to mention uh, your home state, of Louisiana, getting some betting. Yeah, man, there, your been, buddy's all pumped about this. I have been inundated with questions over the last. Oh, give me give a sense of what 70, kind of questions. Seventy-two hours. Well, y- you know. One of the other thing that's awesome about living everywhere else but here is that uh, when uh, w- whenever these uh, books Jeez. launch, they get these massive bonus offers uh. and they get these awesome you know things and they're just kind of like, hey, what's the best strategy to go about all this? You know, how do I how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I, whatever. And I was like, you know, I mean, for for a lot of people, you're it's hitting at the perfect time, right? Because you can use these you can use these big bonus offers on the Super Bowl. You right. know, like it's it's hitting at the absolute perfect time for. For them, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite it's quite annoying for for us here. Wishnev you know. was saying on the Megapod. Todd Wishnev was saying on the Megapod today that where he's in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I don't know which book gave him this bonus, but he that you said you have to use it 
on the NFL. There was a stipulation on mm. it. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll just bet the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So he's like got a 14 to 1. You know, not for a massive amount yeah, of money, yeah. but his free roll. Yeah, your yeah. free roll. Yeah. yeah. No, Matt's right. I mean, this is like the perfect time to be getting this yeah. stuff. It's awesome. You know, if you don't live here. Yeah. The lovely state mm-hmm. of Nevada. Where, uh, yeah, we don't have it. Coming back, Wes Reynolds, college basketball, golf, and more. It's me since primetime action. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hunting down a win with the Football Showdown Series presented by Amazon Prime Video's Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of $20,000. 20 large in total cash prizes. I believe when they give you the check, they say 20 large on it. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly, it's primetime action. Glad you could hang with us. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, he is the uh, Swiss Army knife, the glue that holds all this operation together. I don't know how many metaphors I could use. Most importantly, he is uh, the host of multiple shows, including co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf show there ever was, golf betting as well. Wes Reynolds, how you doing, Wes? Gil, I'm well. How are you tonight? Doing very well. Uh, tell me you had, remind me, did you have some ROM or JT in this tournament at Torrey Pines? I- I did not. I know the guy next to you did, but I wish I did uh, because, look, these two are the rightful favorites going into the weekend. Rom, I think, is just slightly over even money at DraftKings. But I will say just in only only two times in the last 10 plus years has the leader over the weekend went ahead and gotten it done. So you can come from the back here. Hopefully uh, that would be Sunjay M. He's my closest pursuer. I disagree. Hard disagree. Hard disagree on anyone pursuing these top two guys, <laughs> Wes. Let's get these home. I don't need any more second-place finishes uh, out here in this one. Uh, wh- when you were when you were kind of handicapping this one, Wes, did, did you at all try to target guys that played the North course on either the first day or the second day? Did you have any sort of that come into your um, handicapping at all with this? It wasn't necessarily the intention, Matt, but I ended up with the North Course guys on the first day, and what you really wanted was the North Course guys on the second day. It used to be that if you got off to a good start on the easier course, you pretty much stayed in front, but that trend has kind of reversed itself over the last three years where it's better to start on the harder course and then get the North Course on the second day because I think when you saw the leaderboard going into the second round, it was mostly North Course guys up top, with the 
exception of John Rahm. So then today, a lot of the guys played the North Course. Pretty much everybody on the first page of that leaderboard, with the exception of I think Aaron Rye and Thigala. Nine of the eleven that are in the that are in the top eleven played the North Course on the second day. All right, let's talk a little college basketball tonight. We got a couple tips, oh, more than a couple tips, but a couple uh, top 10 teams in action anyway, tipping off in a little more than 10 minutes specifically. Uh, number six, Purdue is at Iowa. Cal is at number seven, UCLA. Some of these spreads not like the others. Do you have a play in either of those two or do you have something else going on tonight? Yeah, I, I did play Purdue, or Iowa rather plus three here against Purdue and in full disclosure, Purdue was the team I immediately bet after last year's national championship at 25 to 1 to go ahead and cut the nets down. And I still think that they're very much a Final Four contender. However, if you've watched Purdue over the years, this is not a vintage Matt Painter defense. Now, they have sacrificed defense for offense. They're one of the tops in terms of offensive efficiency in pretty much all the categories. Jaden Ivey, Purdue superstar, not going to start tonight, is going to come off the bench, but he hasn't been practicing and actually missed Sunday's game against Northwestern. So, look, Iowa's defense is usually soft. There's going to be some points here, but Purdue's defense has been really soft. And uh, also Keegan Murray, who didn't play in the first meeting up in Mackey Arena, he is going to play tonight. And you did mention Cal UCLA. I actually took 16. It already went down to 14 when I sent it in to Kelly. But now it's gone down even more. Johnny Juzang going to be out with COVID protocols for UCLA. And I didn't really like the situation as much tonight for the Bruins either because Polly Pavilion was packed on Tuesday night for that Arizona-UCLA matchup where UCLA was a home underdog and then and then got there and really got there pretty easily over Arizona. So now you get a not-so-good Cal team coming in. It's probably going to be a more tempered atmosphere in Polly Pavilion. So this just seems to me like a little bit you know of a flat performance for UCLA now Cal is one of the bottom teams in the conference but I thought the number was too high but now it's been priced in with Juzang out tonight Wes we've had a, a little bit of love here on the program for Texas Tech and, and we look at this these big 12 odds Kansas obviously the favorite at minus 130 and Baylor two to one but you can get Texas Tech, and we, we were actually talking about Dark Horse to win it all, and there were people who were interested in Texas Tech. You can still get 7-1 to one on them to win the Big 12, 8-1 uh, to one on Texas to win the Big 12. What do you think about that conference overall, and are those two guys at the top in Kansas and Baylor just, just too much to overcome? They're probably the rightful favorites, Matt, but I'll share the love and add to the love of Texas Tech. I really like this team and, you know, almost got it done at Kansas the other night, but there hasn't really been that drop-off between Chris Beard down to Mark Adams. You know, Mark Adams getting his first head coaching job in about 25 years at the Division One level, but he's kind of like an older Chris Beard in that he paid his dues, worked his way up through the NAIA and the junior college and a lot of small schools around Texas, and they are so well coached, and they have this no-middle defense where they don't allow you to get in the middle, and they push everything side to side push everything to the perimeter and it's a lot easier to guard side to side than it is when somebody's driving right at you. So I think Texas Tech is very well live and even as a Big Ten partisan, the Big 12 is the best conference in America this year. Let me ask you, I don't know if I asked you this, Wes, did I ask you the impossible to answer NIT question yet? Have I done that with you? No, you have not, but I'll go ahead and give it a try. Gil. Okay. It's impossible because it's January. So I'm going to ask you to speculate because we can bet on these things, right? People put out these markets for not only March Madness and to win it all, but also the NIT. And so the, the task is always, 
okay, what team right now, and we have to file these away because these markets aren't out yet, but what team right now appears to you to be a team that won't be good enough to make the big dance, but would be motivated enough to win an NIT based on how you feel about them right now? It might be Texas A&M, Gil, who did uh, you know, play very well against LSU last night. But if you really look at A&M, they're a quality bunch, but they really haven't beaten anybody good. I think they have one top 50 win this year, and that's against Arkansas. But this is a very good defensive team. They force turnovers. They get after you in the backcourt. They don't really have a lot of great wins. I saw them actually in person out here at the Mandalay Bay when they were playing the Maui Invitational against Wisconsin, got out to a big lead, and then just couldn't make it stand up. But this is probably a team that's just not going to have enough of those resume wins necessarily to get into the NCAA tournament. At time will tell. They'll certainly have opportunities over the next few weeks and month or so, but that would be a team I'd probably be looking at. Wes, we can't get you uh, out of here without figuring out what your what your plays are for this weekend in the NFL. Obviously, two games left. We're sitting seven, seven and a half. There are a couple seven and a halfs now that have popped um, out there in favor of the Chiefs, and we're still sitting steady at three and a half in favor of of the Rams. Let's kick kick it off with that first one. Um, big total in 54 and a half. Bengals Chiefs, what do you what do you like here? Yeah, I may grab one of those seven and a halves, Matt, on Cincinnati. And I know all what all the metrics say. If you look at the football outsiders and all of that stuff, the Bengals not really a fast starting team. I think they were like 28th in first quarter offensive DBOA or something like somewhere around there. But I think this team, you know, they got to feel like they are playing with a little bit of house money because Kansas City comes off the what everybody in the media said was the de facto AFC championship game. And that game was back and forth. And there's so much of like an emotional and physical dump in that game. Not saying that they're going to come in here like flat or anything like that, but I think Cincinnati can play a little bit more loose because the pressure, even though you know you can go to the Super Bowl, they've exceeded expectations already, the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that they're going to play a little bit loose, and I actually like them a little bit better in the first half where maybe the Chiefs are going to be forced to come from behind. So Cincinnati's who I'm looking to bet there. And then the second game is pretty much a hedge off a Super Bowl future, to be honest with you. I'm going to end up being on the 49ers at three and a half, even though I think this is the Rams game. I got the Rams 15 to one from the summer to win the Super Bowl. So look, uh, I, I got to think that maybe this is the time McVay finally gets Shanahan, but this lower scoring game and you're seeing the under get bet. We're even seeing some 45 and a half in the market. I do tend to think that that's going to favor the 49ers. I'll be looking maybe some more props in that game. Maybe see if McVay runs Cam Akers a little bit less. He did fumble twice against Tampa Bay. And if we see more Sony Michelle down the stretch. Real quick, Wes, as we go, uh, we were talking about Super Bowl MVP right now because it's bettable even before the conference championship games. And you can get the non-quarterbacks some pretty interesting prices. Cup at 8-1, to one, Debo at 16-1, to one, Kittle at 40-1. to one. Kelsey and Hill at 20 to 1, Jamar at 35 to 1. Any interest in playing that market by proxy? Yeah, if, if, if you think San Francisco is going to uh, advance, I think kind of the media narrative is uh, as Mina Kimes found out today with her kerfuffle with Jeff Garcia. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, it's the sense that they are winning without Jimmy G and not because of him. 
and Debo Samuel, I think, is a large reason why. So that's one where I think maybe the receiver, the running back, is going to get more of the credit than the quarterback, even though this is a quarterback-dominated award. Yeah, how dare Mina say something so obvious, huh? Boy. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Wes Reynolds, everybody. Thank you, Wes. Enjoy the games this weekend. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. At Wes Reynolds 1, that's the number one if you want to follow uh, Wes on the Twitter machine. Prolific tweeter as well. We'll come back. We'll update the scores. Johnny Avello will uh, will join us from DraftKings as well. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.